Welcome, my friends, to day 12 of our June self-care challenge. Try a new or old hobby or craft. Thank you guys for joining me today. I'm your host, Emily, and you can find me on the interwebs as Anders Mill Knits. And you can email me if you have any questions about what we discuss here today at littlecabinknits at ak at gmail.com. So let's talk about hobbies. You guys all know that I love hobbies. I mean, this is a knitting podcast, but this is um, a little bit different from what we normally talk about here. So let's get into talking about hobbies. So many hobbies are inherently creative. I think we all know that. Whether you're painting, you're woodworking, or you're baking muffins, you're not only producing something that never existed before, you're engaging the creative network of your brain. Creative pursuits are experimental acts, says Dr. Levington. These acts of experimentation expand the neural networks in our brains, making connections between circuits in the brain that might not have otherwise been connected. This type of neural linking boosts mood in a measurable way. It can actually modulate levels of the feel-good hormones dopamine and opioids in the brain. And although popular perception tends to associate the quote-unquote creative types with mental illness, research indicates that imaginative pursuits are actually restorative for mental health. There's a knitting therapist, her name is Bastian Corkill, and she surveyed over 3,545 knitters I was actually one of the, in that group, and more than half of them said that they felt very happy after knitting. Many of them stated that they knitted specifically for relaxation and stress relief, and those who knitted more frequently reported more mental and emotional relief than those who did it less frequently. They reported feeling calmer, happier, less sad, less anxious, and more confident. So let's way to go for us knitters, right? So here's the good news. If knitting is not your thing, which if you're listening to this podcast, it most likely is. <laughs> These great effects that I just mentioned are not just limited to a piece of thread and a needle. Neuroscientists have been studying other forms of creativity and finding that activities like cooking, drawing, photography, art, music, cake decorating, and even doing crossword puzzles are beneficial to your health. So let's talk about the benefits of crafting or, or hobbies. Well, as I mentioned earlier in this uh, podcast, when we are being creative, our brains release dopamine, which is a natural antidepressant. Creativity usually takes sincere concentration, and it can lead to the feeling of a natural high. Many scientists believe that there is a link between creative activities and the ability to reduce cognitive impairment associated with aging. Participating in creative activities may even help alleviate depression. So let's take a moment and think about the time you spend doing something creative that you love. Maybe it's reading or cross-stitching, you're taking pictures, or creating a scrapbook. Doesn't that always make you feel great? 
Taking the time to activate your creativity and do something that you enjoy allows you time to de-stress and relax while feeling great because you are doing something you love. Research shows that creative practices improve depression, anxiety, and coping skills while enhancing the quality of life and significantly reducing stress. These are all vital for maintaining brain health and well-being. So just briefly, here are seven benefits of having a hobby that you regularly practice. One, it improves your mood. Two, it boosts brain power. Three, helps with hand and eye coordination. Four, can help fight aging. Five, you learn a new skill. Six, can be a great solo or social activities. I think about our knitting groups, right? And now that COVID restrictions are lifting, maybe we can get back to those. Seven, a sense of accomplishment. So I'd like to round up today by just listing a few uh, of the myriad of crafting ideas to spark your fancy. And I suggest choosing one that closely aligns with your current hobby as it will spark your imagination for new ideas. Or you could simply choose something that sounds exciting to you. So this is literally just a list that I've come up with. So crafting ideas. So if we're on the fiber arts, we can think of knitting, crocheting, spinning wool, felting fiber, lace making or tatting, rug hooking, weaving, macrame or knotting, and paracord. If we're looking at embroidery, we can think about canvas work, counting stitches, cross stitch, cruel embroidery, ribbon embroidery, needlepoint. For fabric, there's quilting and quilt art, there's applique, patchwork, wall art, clothing, fabric marbling, fabric painting, fabric covering books, and upscaling old clothes or projects, and bag making, just to name a few. Now let's talk about basket making. There's different ways to make baskets. You could do cording, you could use fabric, you can use willow, you can use grass. There are so many areas uh, or materials that you could use for basket making. In beading, there's bead stringing, loom beading, bead embroidery, braiding with beads, and jewelry making. If you're, gonna, if you're a painter or are interested in that, the different modalities could be watercoloring, using acrylic, using paper versus canvas, using rock, wood, or other nature finds, and other different modalities. And I'm including coloring in this painting and drawing as well. Flower crafts. There's dyeing flowers, there's bouquet arranging, there's floral design, there's drying uh, flowers. For glasswork, there's glass blowing, stained glass, bead making, glass etching. Some random other crafts that I just kind of wanted to throw in here is things like soap making, candle making, reading. That's a craft, I think. You know, well, it's my personal opinion. And then there's kind of some more in-depth ones. So let's look at leather working. You could do things like leather carving. You could craft it. You could, you could dye it different colors. You could paint it. You can stamp on it. You can, um, there's boiled leather making you could try out. There's shoe and moccasin making. For woodworking, there's carving, redoing furniture, upholstery, woodworking, lacquer art, carpentry and cabinet making, and intarsia, which is a different woodcraft than knitting intarsia, but uh, using the same kind of theory. 
paper crafts, there's origami or paper folding, there's scrapbooking, paper making itself, decoupage, paper cutting, book binding, quilling, paper mache, and calligraphy. For metalworking, there's metal smithing and blacksmithing, enameling, clock making, watch making, silver, gold, or copper smith using. There's locksmithing. Then there's journaling. There's process journaling, daily prompt journaling, free write, writing, gratitude, fast listing, like day-to-day activities, art journaling, and scrapbooking. If you want to learn more about journaling, I have an episode from earlier this year that is all about journaling styles. Some other crafts, duct tape crafts, toilet paper roll crafts. Yes, there's a whole movement around that. Mason jar crafts, crossword puzzles, Sudoku. And lastly, I thought I would list some um, crafts that are culturally appropriate for those living in Alaska. So these are the Alaska Native Arts that I thought I would list. So there's ivory and bone carving. There's wood for musical instruments. There's antlers, antler carving for basket and ulu handles. There's soapstone and jade carving for sculptures. There's scrimshaw, there's baskets using birch, willow root, ryegrass, and baleen, and felt uh, using red and white colors as the traditional colors for Native Alaskans. There's jewelry making, beading, and quills. Animal uh, crafting using the fur, the ivory, the bone, the feathers. There's rock carving, and I can't actually say the name, I think it's Uh, Inuskuk. I think I'm saying that wrong, but that's the native word for rock carving. And then there's totem poles. There's blanket making, ceremonial masks using hide and whalebone. There's parka or using bird skins. There's wooden visor hats, dolls, kayak making, mukluks and cuspucks. There's so many crafts I could keep going. So just keep in mind that this is not an exhaustive list. This is just to give you an idea that the world is your oyster. And perhaps there are some native crafts in your area of the world that you've been curious about. Investigate your area's culture. It may just surprise you. So thank you for joining me, my friends. I hope this has sparked your imagination. And remember to craft on. Well, thank you for joining me today as I sparked, hopefully sparked your imagination around crafts and hobbies. And please join us tomorrow for day 13 when we talk about going on a picnic. Remember, my friends, to knit what you love and love what you knit. Ta-ta for now.